On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC. Redesign your organisation. Reinvent your capabilities. Reimagine your future. On News Talk. We're going to return to one of the topics that we were discussing in our first hour, and that is the events at Leinster House last Wednesday and what the government is now proposing to do about it, particularly by way of maybe having some kind of restrictions on protest outside Leinster House. Uh, You will know that on Friday, the Justice Minister Helen McAtee asked the Garda Commissioner to undertake a new review of protection and security for TDs, senators and their staff and everyone else working on the Oireachtas campus. Also this week, the Count Corla met with the Chief Gardaí from Pier Street, the station which covers the Leinster House area to discuss security on the campus. Delighted to say the Count Corla, Sean O'Farreel, uh, is with us now. Uh, Count Corla, thank you for your time. We might start by asking you what's the outcome of those engagements that you've had with the Guards and other authorities uh, since the events of last Wednesday? Yeah, well, we haven't yet arrived at any conclusion. We're in a process. That process began... Uh, with a meeting with the Assistant Guard Commissioner, some of our senior officers and senior personnel from the Houses of the Oireachtas, where we reviewed in detail uh, what happened uh, outside Leinster House uh, and how it was dealt with by Angarda Shikana uh, and how it was handled by our own team internally. Uh, that review will be ongoing over a period of time. The Gardaí themselves are looking at how they adapt their piece, their policing plan for the environs of Leinster House. And I suppose for our point part, we were emphasising two things. Number one, what happened this week can never, ever be allowed to happen again. And number two, peaceful, normal, traditional style um, demonstrations must be facilitated. Uh, we don't want to create some sort of uh, uh, parliament at a remove, some sort of ivory tower that cannot be approached by the Irish public. We don't want that, but neither can we allow staff or members to be intimidated, vilified uh, and threatened as they were in the course of this week. Now, there's been talk of there being some kind of sterile zone introduced or or even when you were talking to me for Virgin Media News during the week, you talked about the idea of introducing some kind of exclusion zone similar to what has been considered for around hospitals where where abortions are being uh, carried out. Um, Would that not run the risk of turning Leinster House into some kind of a parliament at a remove or some kind of ivory tower thing if people who wanted to make their case, whether legitimate or otherwise, were always kept at arm's length from the gates? Well, I, that's why I think the solution that we come up to come up with to this particular problem is going to have to be maybe a complex solution. One that recognises that what has happened traditionally has been non-problematic. Uh, all of these events have been handled appropriately by Angarda Shirkana. There's no doubt about that. They ensured. Sorry to interrupt you. Does, does that include Wednesday, by the way? Are you happy with how Gardaí yes, went about their business? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because the Gardaí themselves were the target of much of this abuse. The Gardaí themselves were taking risks as they protected uh, members of the Oireachtas and staff of the houses of the Oireachtas. So we're, we're going to have to look at this in a nuanced way. We're going to have to try and preempt what is happening. If, it's an, if the IFA or the INTO or the TUI or whoever are doing one of their normal, traditional uh, protests at Dáil Éireann, fine, I don't see any need for any radical change in how those protests are dealt with. If, on the other hand, an an unknown group or a malevolent group such as this, who have been signalling their intention on social media over a period of time, are intent on coming, then there should be great care taken to ensure that they cannot impede access to and from Leinster House. Now, I tell you what else, Gavin. This Mm. highlights 
uh, the fact that maybe we as a society and maybe our state agencies should have been far more diligent too when it comes to the people in the libraries and other uh, refugee centres, asylum seeker centres around the country, when they were being intimidated as well. And some of the public will say, well, the politicians are getting very excited now when it happens on their own doorstep. Mm-hmm. And that's probably... Yeah, that's probably it, it, it was a point I was going to put to you because there's plenty of other people that have received a program from, from the same cohorts of people in the past. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's an, an absolutely fair um, uh, point to make. And I think we need to wake up uh, as a country and our agencies need to move to ensure that if you're working in a library, and I'm not getting involved in in the debate about the materials that are available in libraries or Mm. whatever, or about the nature of asylum seeking. But we need to protect those who are going about their normal daily work uh, and who in their work are trying to serve society to the very best of their ability. Yeah, I know. And the point was made during the week that Leinster House is a workplace for 1,200 people and only about a fifth of them are actually politicians, but that the the abuse on Wednesday was directed at simply anyone walking through the gates. And that's a completely fair concern. And obviously you have a duty of care to those hundreds of other people who aren't, don't put their face on posters and the likes. Um, People will wonder though, if there was to be for example, some kind of sterile zone where, where protest was permitted, but a certain distance from the gates. In truth, does that solve the problem? Because doesn't somebody who's on their way into Leinster House, whether they're a politician or not, wouldn't they have to make their way past any kind of a protest, whether it be well-natured or otherwise, to get in? So you're not actually fixing the problem. You're just moving it 10 yards away. Well, look, there, there are no ideal solutions to this sort of thing. Where you have people who are of uh, ill intent, where they're... Um, purpose is to spread hate, uh, to threaten and intimidate. They cannot be entirely stopped in their tracks. Um, we can't uh, beam them up and disappear them from, from uh, the scene. They're going to mm. gather and amalgamate and do their thing somewhere. But in doing whatever it is they're doing, they, they must be curtailed uh, by the Gardaí in terms of their policing of such an event. And they cannot be allowed to to interfere with the normal movement of staff members in and out Mm. of the Houses of Parliament. And them being Houses of Parliament, obviously the ambition is to try and keep them as open as possible. I know that it's possible, depending on what time of the week you walk up, that you could even basically take part in a guided tour by one of the ushers almost at a moment's notice. Uh, Obviously, any member can sign in, any visitor they like. Uh, Are you concerned that there might be some vulnerabilities if that system were to remain open, that if a member can sign in any visitor, that they might unwittingly be allowing somebody inside the gates who doesn't really have the best of intentions when they get there? Well, um, first and foremost, yes, we're absolutely determined that tours and visits will continue to be facilitated. But you raise a point that's very valid and that we have uh, anticipated. It is, I think, virtually inevitable that some of the uh, cohort that we saw in action during the week will try to gain access to Leinster House. So it is important that our staff are prepared, are alert, uh, can identify indeed uh, some of these people because they're very readily identifiable. They've been posting all over uh, social media. So I think we need to anticipate that. We need to be prepared for it. And we need to ensure that the, the, uh, the, um, the dignity 
of the Doyle and the Shannon is protected. Yeah, well, everyone would agree that the dignity and decorum needs to be maintained and that the work, Leinster House needs to be a place where work can actually be done. But there might be some people who, even if they don't agree with how Wednesday went down, they might have a lot of unease with the idea of effectively... I mean, it sounds like you're almost floating the idea of having a blacklist of people who can't be facilitated because we know what their political motivations are or that you might be second-guessing what their causes are whenever people look to try and mount a protest outside the gates. No, I don't think we're talking about blacklists at all. I think we're talking about being able to identify people who have established uh, a reputation for a, t- for a particular type of behaviour mm. and not but- allowing those people walk in the front gate and behave in Leinster House as they have behaved inappropriately. But how, in, how is that other, not a blacklist? Other locations. Well, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't call that a blacklist. I think that would be a sensible security approach to, to, to adopt. I mean, we, we, I mean, otherwise we just throw the gates of the place open and let whoever wants to come, uh, come along. I, we're talking here about an infinitesimally small cohort of people who have now, if you like, become professional Ape mongers, people who have been spreading their poison uh, around the country at various locations, intimidating other people. I mean, it, it's reasonable if these people can be identified, and they can, uh, that the House would have at its disposal um, some sort of uh, means subject to all proper standards and protocols. Uh, of identifying these people and ensuring that they don't inadvertently gain access to Leinster House. Do you think that the culture of keeping Leinster House open and for it being a place where members of the public can make appointments to come up, is that ultimately destined to expire if there can't be a certainty that the decorum is maintained when they're inside? Uh, Not if I have anything to say about it, because I have worked for the eight years I've been in office to ensure that the People's Parliament, the People's Doyle, uh, the houses of the Oireachtas are as open uh, and as uh, engaged with the public as can possibly be achieved. We've seen over those years uh, the uh, youth uh, assembly uh, organised with RT on climate matters. We have had women for election in the house. We have all of the um, decade of centenary events that have taken in Lent- have taken place in Leinster House, and I want to see more and more of that type of engagement, more and more people coming, uh, appreciating and seeing with their own eyes what Bal Aaron and Shannon Aaron is like and the sort of place it is to work in. Uh, I don't mean to finish on a slightly negative note, but how likely is it that if some sort of action isn't taken, that the sort of demonstrations that we saw on Wednesday could recur, could become bigger, could become more emboldened? and that there might at some point be a very genuine threat to the safety or indeed the lives of elected politicians? Well, if, 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 um, if rot sets in and it's not arrested, then what happens? It spreads. And if this particular rot is not dealt with, it will inevitably uh, extend. And the fear I have and the fear of many of my colleagues have is that we will reach a point uh, where we have some awful events such as happened in Britain with the late Joe Cox and the late Sir David uh, Ames. Uh, we can't go down that road. This, this, at the end of the day, is about protecting democracy. And do you know what? Democracy needs to be protected. It needs to be tender, t- tended. It needs to be nurtured. Uh, and we have seen what happens in countries where that hasn't 
happened. And I'm sure as hell I'm not prepared to stand idly by and see that happen here. Okay, we will leave it there. Ken Corla of Dollar and Sean Ferriel, thank you very much for joining us this lunchtime on the record. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Redesign your organisation, reinvent your capabilities, reimagine your future. On News Talk.